This is the 100th episode of Plan Go Plan. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I'm so excited. It has been such an honor to have you on this journey with me. I spent a lot of time thinking about what I wanted this episode to be. I thought about reviewing my favorite episodes of the year. I thought about doing an episode that was all about celebration and reward and goal setting. As I was reflecting, as I was trying to make this decision, it occurred to me that like one of the things that I'm the most proud of, and I am, I'm feeling a little proud, y'all. One of the things that I was most proud of is that I have done this a hundred times. And over the course of the last year, I have not I've not missed releasing a single episode of Plan Go Plan. And there's so much that I have learned by doing this over and over and over again. And I think the same really applies to planning and goal setting. That that when we have a dream, when we want to take on a project, a lot of making our big dreams go is a whole bunch of small decisions that we make over and over and over again. And so I want to invite you for this 100th episode of Plan Go Plan to share with me in the lessons that I learned from doing 100 reps, 100 reps of making a podcast. I hope that will give you some tools for accomplishing your own dreams. I have this huge audacious goal to help 1 million women be bold at work and present at home. And, you know, for me, a lot of that is how do we create habits and practices so that women can just thrive in their homes while at the same time make a big impact in their jobs and in their communities. So y'all, let's celebrate and let's do this. Do you want to feel less scattered and more focused, but the idea of goal setting sounds like adding more pressure to your already pressure-filled life? If so, welcome to the Plan Goal Plan Podcast. I'm Danielle McGew. I'm a professor, mom, planner addict, and recovering overachiever. After years of hustle and grind, I was tired of trying harder. I was ready to try easier. At the intersection of research, practice, and play, I found a purposeful path to planning and goal setting that is fun, simple, and sustainable. If you're ready to try easier, if you're ready to make memories and do meaningful work, grab a pen. I will equip you with tools and practices to clarify purpose, reclaim time, and achieve goals playfully lightly. Let's get started. Despite being 100 episodes in, I haven't actually talked about this. Before I continue with this, I do want to offer a bit of a content warning here that the topic of suicide is going to be brought up as well as the topic of mental health in general. And so do what you need to do to take care of yourself. When I was in high school, I graduated from a teeny tiny class of about 60 and I had two classmates die by suicide between my junior and senior year of high school. And then another friend um, from another school survived a suicide attempt. And this was a really a wildly impactful experience for my 17-year-old self. Um, I'd moved to the town when I was 15, so I, I knew the people who had died. It's, it's hard to be in a class that's small and not get to know people. But I also hadn't gone to school with them my entire life the way that many of my classmates had. So I, I often found myself feeling like an outsider, witnessing the profound grief of my friends. And what this meant is that sometimes I didn't feel like I deserved to grieve, that this was closer to other people and that they kind of earned their grief and I hadn't. Of course, I was grieving. I was also really angry at God at this time. I didn't understand how he could let someone feel so lost and so alone. 
I was also frustrated with adults in my life, particularly in my school, for what I perceived as being a pretty bad mishandling of the situation. And looking back on it, I will say I do have more empathy for what a challenge it must have been for the leaders in our school to address this. But looking back, I also go, wow, <laughs> we really could have done more. And so so why am I sharing this? I, we're supposed to be celebrating 100 reps. I wanted to share this because when I was a teenager and I was going through all of this, I decided that I wanted to be a public speaker and a crisis interventionist. I wanted to go into schools after a tragedy, and I wanted to work with teenagers through it. And so in college, I majored in communication and media. I joined the speech team. I took a lot of psychology classes. And somewhere along the way, I lost this dream. I don't really know when I lost that dream, but I know that I lost it. And at the time, I think I, I made an excuse for leaving that dream behind that, like, you know, I had new talents, I had new skills, and I was following those. But, you know, looking back on it now, I think that a lot of the reason that I lost that dream, the reason that I didn't pursue that dream is because I didn't know how to make it happen. I don't think I really believed that I was capable. I didn't know how to make it happen. There's not like a job that you can get that really lends you to the things that I was thinking about. Whereas, you know, my decision to go to grad school to get a PhD, it seems like a really clear path to me. I understood that. And so again, like, why am I sharing this with you? I'm sharing this with you because this podcast has felt like a coming home for me. It feels like my teenage self who wanted to make a really big impact and believed in the possibility of making a difference is waking up. I don't think I knew that she needed woken up. I thought that she was awake this whole time. And to sort of have that realization has been such a, a profound um, aha moment. And you all joining in, supporting this, sharing this with other people has meant so, 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 so much to me because I do feel called to do this. And I feel like finally I'm believing that I have the capability to do the things that I didn't believe that I could do in my early 20s. So I think that the biggest thing that I've learned from 100 reps recording 100 episodes of Plan Go Plan is that I can do way more things than I thought I was capable of. Y'all, I have done some things in my life. I've done some things in my life. Before I was 40, I'd written books. I've ran marathons. I've traveled. I've written and directed original plays. I earned a PhD. I have a hot husband <laughs> who's also wicked smart and cute wild kids. My relationships are rich. Y'all, I don't say these things to impress you. I say these things to impress upon you that I thought that I imagined big. And this year has made me realize that there are so many things that I have been dreaming about since I was a teenager and I haven't tried them because I didn't believe that I could do it. And dang, if that isn't empowering and terrifying. So as you're thinking about your 2024 goals, I love small goals. I love tiny goals. These are necessary foundational goals. You should do them. I also want you to give yourself permission to believe, to dream, and to really consider are there places that you've been playing it safe? The second thing that I've learned doing 100 reps is that consistency can feel easy and it can feel hard. I realize that that's kind of a dumb and a little bit unhelpful statement, but hear me out. We recognize that establishing a habit can be really challenging at first. But then after 21, 33, 66 days, you know, actually research shows that habits can take anywhere between one and 150 days. So, you know, good luck with that. But when we 
When we start a habit, we expect eventually that it will become habitual or unconscious or automated or easy. We expect to set it and forget it, where in reality, most things are set it, set it, set it, forget it. It's automatic. Oh, crap. I forgot it, forgot it. (laughs) Let me set it again, set it again. You know, even things like brushing our teeth, for example, there are some nights, some mornings where you just don't feel like it and you have to talk yourself into it. And that's brushing your teeth. That's like this thing that you do really regularly and it's not that hard. And some days you do brush your teeth and you don't remember doing it. But there are other times where you're like, Danielle, get out of bed and brush your teeth before you go to sleep. And I'm saying that because since I launched this podcast, not quite a year ago, but almost a year ago, I, I haven't missed an episode. And what I learned from that is that consistency can feel all sorts of ways. Some weeks, getting out the episodes was easy peasy. I had a rhythm. I had a process. I had a system. And other weeks, even though I was sticking to that system, it still felt like I was chasing consistency. Like I was trying to like jump on the treadmill of the system. And I share that with you because I think it's important to know that consistency doesn't feel consistent sometimes. Even though I released the episodes consistently, the work behind the scenes was not always linear. It didn't always feel rhythmic. What happens sometimes is we find ourselves thinking that we must be doing something wrong because it feels hard for us. And we get this in our heads, watching other people, comparing ourselves to other people, The other people are doing the same thing, but for them, it's easy. I was actually working with a client in one-on-one time management coaching not that long ago, and I was reminded of kind of a story that I had. So I've always struggled with home organization far more than organizing my work tasks. I was working really hard at getting my house organized, and I will say I've made so much progress, and I feel pretty darn put together for me when it comes to home organization now. But at the time, I was, I was really struggling through things a bit. And I have a friend whose house is always spotless. And she's beautiful at decorating. And she'll post these pictures. And it's like, oh, my kids are making a mess. And like that's like what my house looks like when it's clean. And I was telling my mom about this. And I was like, well, I just don't. Like, how does she do it? And my mom was like, can you imagine how tired she must be? And it was not the response that I was expecting at all. And I really was grateful for my mom for saying that because what she was trying to draw attention to is that for my friend to have her house look like that, if it in fact always did look like that, that she was putting in a lot of work, a lot of effort, and it wasn't probably always easy for her. And that was such an important reminder. And so if you're like, I must not be doing consistency correctly because I don't feel consistent. I want you to know that consistency doesn't always feel consistent. It's up and down. It's not a linear process. The third thing that I want to share with you all that I've really learned this year is that it takes community. Y'all, I want to give my husband, Ryan, the biggest shout out. You can listen to some episodes that we did together, which was super fun. But he has been the most encouraging supporter. He's dealt with me waking up early to record, being tired and cranky later in the day. He's made space for me to jump onto interviews. He's read books with me. We walk and we talk about them and it's wonderful. 
He even went to a conference with me. So he has altered his life, his comfort to support me in this. And I think one of the most amazing things is that he just believes in me in a way that is so amazing and so beautiful. And if you don't have Orion in your life, make that your goal for next year. Find one. Find your Ryan. Y'all, I have several coaches and mentors. Steph Gass, you are a brilliant businesswoman. Thank you. Chris Johnson, you have helped me come to the decision to step into this. Mitch Matthews, you are the best, most encouraging, but also you are savvy and you are smart, and I appreciate you. You all find your mentors. Invest in a coach. Y'all, it took me so long to get this, that investing in myself does not need to be a new pair of pants or going and getting a massage. Like Investing in yourself can mean doing the personal development, doing the planning, doing the goal setting. And if you need some cheerleaders, pay for them. I mean it. It's like really the best investment that I've ever made. And one of the things that I feel so passionately, I love, I love coaching. I love my clients. Like I love them hard. I believe in them hard. Y'all, the people that listen to this podcast, you, you listening right now, you're high achievers, you're working moms, you have goals, you have plans, you have kids who are living their own lives. And sometimes that throws you for a loop. Y'all, community is a must. Don't let your messy house keep you from having a friend over. Don't think that you need to go out and get expensive drinks. Find other ways to be together. I've always been jealous of like TV shows like Friends and Everybody Lives Raymond and some of those old shows where everybody's just like walking into each other's house all the time. And I I don't know if I could quite handle that. I'm a little bit of a recluse. I don't know if I want my doors open quite that much. But I do love the idea of having my people just stop by and be a part of my everyday life. I like love the idea of a friend that comes by at 7 a.m. and drinks coffee in my kitchen while I unload the dishwasher as my kids get ready for school. And so I ask you, like, how are you creating community? And I invite you to join this community, join the Facebook group, get active on there, answer the questions that I pose, go in there, post your own questions. You all, community is amazing. I recently posted an episode where it was an interview with Lauren Mora from Rally the Village. And one of the reasons that I wanted to bring her on is I love that she's like, no, we're going to create our own village. We're going to make village happen however we are, wherever we are, and we're going to do it. And y'all, I want Plan Goal Plan to be a community. And I want you to know that I couldn't be here doing this, serving you all, which is really what I want to be doing if it wasn't for the community that I've surrounded myself with. Which brings me to a little bit of a bonus lesson. I was only going to do three, but I'm going to do four, which is you create it. Y'all, this is your life. Create it. I have a lot of thoughts about agency. Agency is, do we have choice? I, I hang out with like lots of smart academics that really, really study this. But I've also read and studied a lot about agency. And I actually, from an academic standpoint, think that agency is quite constrained. It's limited. For example, I think that our biology dictates way more than we realize. I read a study once about strawberries and how they could trace people who don't like strawberries back generations. Really fun story. My daughter crosses her ankles when she lays down. So do I. We both have pictures of ultrasounds where we have our ankles crossed. And just last week, my dad recently had a surgery and I was 
sitting on the couch with him and he had his legs out and his ankles were crossed in the same way that I do, in the same way that my daughter does. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't choose to sit that way. That's like in my genes. There's also all sorts of fascinating research on generational trauma and what that means to kind of pass that down in our bodies for generations, what that means for people whose ancestors were slaves and their bodies have memories and are passing that down. So there's all these things that maybe we think that we're choosing that maybe we aren't. We're born into cultures with rules and norms and beliefs. We're born into families with this much money or this way of being together. And it all matters. So my research, my intellectual, academic, nerdy stuff tells me that our ability to make choices is limited, is constrained. And yet my experience, and there's also research to back this up, that thinking that you have no choice does you no freaking good. You have to act as if you have agency. Always. Act as if you have radical amounts of agency and judge others as if they don't. If you want a better marriage, what does a good marriage look like? What does it sound like? And just start doing that. Show up as the person who would have the sort of marriage that you want. Make a choice to act as a person in that kind of marriage would. If you want more community, start making it. Hate your job, start showing up to work like someone who's in love with it. Just try it. Make it an experiment. What can happen? What can it hurt? This doesn't solve everything. This doesn't make creating the life that you want easy. But I encourage you, find the cracks, find the fissures of places where you do have agency, where you do have choice and explode those open. And if you can start thinking like that, if you can start acting like that, dang, does it make a difference? Okay, I lied. I'm like still going. One more bonus. Super quick. Is it okay? Can I share one more thing with you that I think is super important to remember? When you set goals, when you are designing your life, when you are cultivating the life that you want, it's not just about what you choose to do. It's so much about what you choose not to do. Some of the biggest progresses that I have made this year have come from letting go, saying no, removing the things that do not serve my higher self. If something does not move you closer to being the sort of person that you want to be, it is a distraction. And that is hard. I find it easier for me to start habits than it is for me to start saying no. Y'all, it has been an honor. It has been a privilege. It has been a joy to get to chat with you all for the last hundred episodes, to share with you all the nerdy things that I'm learning from reading and researching and playing and experimenting around goal setting and planning. I I believe strongly that planning and goal setting, especially when paired together, plan, goal, plan, can empower you in the most intense, meaningful ways. So I wish for you a hundred reps on whatever it is that you're working towards, a hundred reps towards your dreams. I wish for you the ability to dream bigger than you ever imagined, to be consistent through the easy moments and to be consistent through the hard ones to have a wonderful community surrounding you, cheering you on, that you feel like you can make a choice about how you want your life to go and that you can say no to the things that aren't serving you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and be well, friends. If this podcast has inspired you, guided you, or just made you laugh, the number one way that you can thank me is by leaving a written review for the show over on Apple Podcasts. I'm seriously tickled every time that I hear from you all. So pop onto Instagram and follow Plan Go Plan and digital message me. I want to say hello. I want to geek out about all things planning and goal setting. Keep sensing the possibilities, y'all.